Hey, this is Sweet As, I'm Henry Youngman, and on this episode we talk to the godfather, Brayden Lee, we're talking hockey, we're talking personal training, including the man Jason Statham, cry-therapy, and 10 years of industrial fitness. Enjoy. Your real self is inside you, your body gets old, some of you go to look at the fridge, you don't have no teeth, your hair is leaving you, your bodies get tired, but your soul and your spirit never die. Sweat as the podcast. Kia ora, 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 kia ora. All right, welcome to Sweat as the first ever episode. It's going to be like a regular vessel for all things kind of sweaty, healthy goodness. It's a pleasure to introduce the first guest, the one and only Braden Lee. How's it going? Good mate. How you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited. Uh, just before we get into it, we'll do a bit of an outlay. This is, as I say, something to sort of cover things across the board. A bit of a vessel to cover all things fitness, health and well-being, all things sweat related. Absolutely. Like I just, you know, some a way to sort of bring in, you know, other people around the community that are, you know, interested in health or, you know, good at sport or whatever it is. Some Some way that we can sort of bring everyone together and everyone can listen to the stories of the locals. We are tucked away in here at Industrial Fitness up Gorge Road, Queenstown, New Zealand. We're actually in in the office behind a, a two-sided window or to, what is it like a sorry a mirror, a double-sided mirror. And there's quite a few people out there getting their shred on, and I don't know if they know what's going on behind that mirror. <laughs> no, they they definitely can't see us, but we can uh, we can, see, we can them. see them, mate. There's people flexing and checking themselves out. It's it's quite entertaining. So Fair just forgive us if, if we get distracted. Um, hey, let's let's you know get into it, Braden. You've been a you know you've been a Queensland local thirty five years. You've been in the uh, PT game for wow, what is it? Fifteen, yeah, two thousand and four. Uh, industrial fitness, the gym, the Fight Club came along in two thousand and nine. It's been a hell of a journey. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has. It's been a uh, a fun one. It's been a, a big learning experience for me, but. Um yeah, I think we've sort of got the product right and, you know, now we're starting to get a lot more people up here and, you know, taking advantage of it. How did you get into the PT game? What was it that was like, sure, I needed, I needed Well, to, right, to be really honest, I was really bad at, like, normal school stuff, you know, like, the only subjects I was really good at was English, biology and pers- uh, PE. No, so, no, that's, that's three more than me, to be fair. That's, <laughs> that's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, so, and then, you know, so I just was like, oh, well, maybe I'll go and buddy see what else I can do out there and so I, I was originally going to go to the school in Invercargill when they first opened but I was a little bit young so I waited and went off to the old sports institute in Dunedin. Yeah. And then did you, was that a dippy? Did you get a diploma? Is that a, yeah. yeah, that was just a diploma down there. I was actually a carded athlete, one of the first carded ice hockey players down there which was good so I looked after all my schooling and you know some of my living costs and all my books that yeah. were non-existent but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Well, get on the, I'm glad you brought up the hockey thing, because I was actually surprised to see that you're still playing. That, and I saw your name pop up on the score sheet over the, the weekend. I was like, is that Braden Lee, Braden Lee? Yeah, yeah, you know what? I've uh, retired five times. Yeah. And uh, I keep going back uh, purely because I don't want to miss that culture that the Stampede have and, you know, the ice hockey culture. And, and it, would, it also keeps me in shape, which is good too. So, yeah. Um, a bit of a household name, one might argue, B. Lee. 
mainly because you got a bit of a scrapping sort of reputation on the ice. You're known as a bit of a fighter. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've sort of, uh, you know, for 150-odd games, I've had over eight hours in the penalty box, that's for sure. <laughs> so, which is a long time of someone's work day. Yeah. Just hanging out in the penalty box. So, yeah, no, I've sort of done that, but I've been able to chill out a little bit lately and uh, let other people take care of that sort of role. Yeah, maybe that's the key to longevity is to spend, spend plenty of time in the box thinking about what you've done and you know, you're good for season after season. That's exactly it, mate. If I can do a, you know, an hour in the box every so often, it's not so bad, is it? Yeah. Um, the, the Southern Stampede, how they, well, the Sky City Stampede rather, how are they looking this winter? You know what, like, uh, it was pretty hairy at the start, but now uh, they seem to, you know, standard, you know, our American and Canadian guys always seem to find mates of mates of mates that sort of come in and, you know, boost the uh, team skill level again. So we've done the same thing this year and bloody yeah. doing pretty good, actually. First two games down, 6-0, 6-2. Yeah, solid. Looked like there's some hearty team bondage up in... Uh was up in the McKenzie country a week, a week before the first yeah, weekend. I, I sort of avoid those things nowadays yeah. because, uh, you know, I'm older, but yeah, I'll leave it to the young boys. But yeah, I think they went uh, pretty hard. But that, those weekends have been known to have broken people as well. And, you know, so hey, they all came back unscathed, so we're good. Yeah, it's a good sort of filter process. Um, the personal training, we don't sort of speak to you casually about that. It sounds like you've, you know, it's opened up a few doors for you and it's allowed you to meet a wide range of people. Yeah. Tell us about some of the, the big dogs that you've uh, helped get into shape. Can you, yeah. can you do that? Or yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we, can, uh, we can chat about that. Um, yeah, so I guess it sort of started uh, when I first went over to Canada and, uh, well, not first, actually my second stint over there in 2011. Went over as a strength conditioning specialist for a team called the Royals in Victoria. Vancouver Island. Hockey. Yeah, hockey. And uh, I managed to, in the off-season, we managed to work out with a couple of NHL guys and stuff like that, which I was like, oh, this, you know, these guys are athletes and stuff like that. And then I came back from Canada and uh, bloody Jason Statham knocked on the door, didn't he? Jesus. Just, just wanted a wee workout. So him and uh, his wife, Rosie, they were in town for uh, a few days from filming Meg up in Auckland. Uh, got in touch with me through a guy that I knew and uh, lo and behold we're training but we're also going for lunches and hikes and all sorts of stuff so mm-hmm. yeah now this is tough guy Statham like he yeah he like all of the roles that he plays he's a he's a he's a firm guy like, he's pretty rock solid and you know you don't want to mess with this guy no nah, is he, he like that in you know in real life yeah he's a you know, he's pretty hearty and he does all his own um, all his own stunts and stuff like that as well and, you know, he's been right into martial arts and, yeah, he was just like an all-round sort of intimidating guy but not really, you know what I mean? Like, he sort of, he was nice, he was really nice, you know, and like, he ended up, we emailed back and forth and all sorts of stuff now, so. Yeah, so it started off as, um, was it like a professional thing, you sort of try and get him into shape and then, what did you say, you guys went on like hikes and started hanging out together just on the side or was he was he paying for your time? Like, the no, time? no, like we would just end up like, you know, we'd finish our workout and he'd be like, oh, what are you doing at 10? And I'd be like, oh, oh I don't know. God. And he goes, oh, why don't we go for a hike with Rosie and then we'll go for lunch afterwards and I'm like, okay. That's oh. sort of what happened, you know, and then we've had her brother come and stay with us since then and, you know, so it's sort of a little nice relationship actually. Yeah. Must be doing something right. Um, from that sort of, obviously, level of superstar to 
I guess you're still busy just with sort of regular Joes and sort of everyday peeps as well, or? Yeah, like the people that sort of keep this place ticking, you know, like, is the is the regular Joes that just want to stay healthy and fit, and, and uh, everyone has pretty interesting stories, to be fair, you know, it doesn't have to be a celebrity, you know, everyone's sort of from different parts of the world in Queenstown, so it's nice to, uh, yeah, be, be around people with different sorts of stories and walks of life and stuff like that. So why do you, why do you do it? Uh, I think for me now it's more about just seeing people change and develop and grow and you know stay healthy in a world that's so easy to not stay healthy mm. um, you know whether they get one workout in a week or five workouts a week and it's just one of those things where it's nice to see someone actually just walk in the door and be pumped to be in the gym you know so and the culture of fitness has evolved so much that it is more in your face via Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that so People need to, or feel the want to be in the gym more, which is why the success of this gym, but also fitness overall, is just so much bigger and better nowadays. Yeah, I think it's, the vibe is a big thing, and I guess if it's like a family sort of almost environment, or almost like a, a team feel, like when you're all in it together, and that no one's sort of better than anyone else, that sort of makes it kind of attractive and makes it easier to, to come to somewhere like this. Yeah, and, and you're probably in the same boat. Like you, you know, you've played competitive sport for a long time and, you know, you have that sort of camaraderie with the boys when you play rugby or whatever. But it's the same thing when you come to a gym class and you're getting thrashed by someone like Gary or whatever, right? Like those people that are in that class have some sort of camaraderie as well where they sort of whether you've just come in for a drop in you're in that vibe now and it's you guys versus the trainer essentially you know so yeah, yeah and I just think like that, that is appealing to a lot of people and, and it may not be but when you come here it's impossible not to be infected by that sort of vibe for sure for sure um when people are well when they think that they're at their limit whatever midway through a session how do you motivate people to go a little bit harder, go a little bit deeper, push a little bit further? Yeah, well, I think that you know, we we deep down, I think we all have that sort of innate ability in us to push through things, but it's like you don't because you're not maybe in a group environment to do it or you don't have someone screaming at you. And I think that's why our classes and fitness classes in general, not just ours, but are becoming so appealing is because there's... 30 40 people in the room and a trainer and you can't miss reps and you want to get through it and everyone wants to drag you through it whether you're the last person in the group you know like everyone sort of pulls you through these things so i don't know just people people get people going i think and vibe gets people going and you know no one wants to cheat reps yeah or be caught cheating reps yeah yeah some good music and yeah, like, look, here we go. We've got yeah. someone going deep on the dips there. He's going deep, mate. He's got the old cum face going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad just looking. Keep going, brother. Keep going. One more. Oh, oh see, you know, because he's training on his own, he didn't get the old extra push from get, the, the yeah. crew. And that's, it's crazy how much difference that makes. It's a bit of a it is. kept talk. It is, man. It is. Encouragement. Like, yeah, from either the trainer or, like, the guy beside you. You know, so... But, you know, he... He just cheated a rep, but he's good. He's doing sit-ups now. So <laughs> You're giving him shit? He just cheated a rep. He, he, he went to fail. That, he did you know, go to fail. So, um, so almost 10 years of industrial fitness this October. Yeah. It's the big anniversary. How's the place changed over the 10 years? Yeah, it's evolved a lot. Like, it, you know, it started off as I was working at Queenstown Gym for 
Sarah Kirby and Tim at the time and uh, now and then I thought oh I need to go and do my own thing and get my own studio going so I opened this little studio that was purely for me and then people go oh why don't you add memberships or add classes or whatever right so I start adding these things that people ask for and yeah now we're nearly a thousand square meters of well once we finish the next part it'll be a thousand square meters of gym pretty keen to just pick your brains a little bit and figure out exactly what's going on there because the, obviously the other half of this building was formerly uh, mechanics they've slowly been muscled out excuse the pun and uh, we're ready for expansion what's happening we're, we're definitely ready it's very much overdue but um yeah we sort of that's how this gym sort of evolved we've just sort of slowly started bench pressing people out of the out of the rooms next to us and we We'll put you on the board. Yeah. Welcome to the welcome to the pun board. And we we move them uh, move them along and grow on sort of organically, which is good. But the next part is the most important, which is new bathrooms, big bathroom facilities, some saunas, getting some physio up here. Uh, we're gonna have cryotherapy chamber. Cryotherapy is Cryotherapy. that? Cryotherapy. <laughs> Cryotherapy is what you do in the boxing classes. <laughs> yes, mate. I've been finally. I've been looking for something like this. Yeah. Like, somewhere just to cry. And yeah. Get... Okay. No, that's what you do. But no, this is like uh, you know, freezing cold, dry liquid nitrogen essentially that you stand in. I think what? it goes to minus one hundred and eighty degrees or something. Mate, and no one's gonna thing. live through that. No, you do, but you do like two or three minutes, right, in the in this chamber, and then get out and feel revitalized and. Like don't opposite. ask me too many questions about it because I just know that it, I want to be the first one in Queenstown, but I don't know much about it as such. Cryogenic. But it's popular. I heard about that. That was in Austin Powers where you know you get cryogenically frozen and then brought out again forty years later after the raging seventies. Yeah. But yeah. so this is like a sorry. Say it again. So this is like a, a short burst. Like, yeah. So you, yeah, I think the maximum time you're allowed in these things is three minutes, and uh, essentially when you get into this thing it it's so cold that all of your blood rushes to protect all your organs and things everything would contract i suppose and then all your capillaries are open back up once you come back out of that minus 180 degrees and just rush all that beautifully nutrient rich blood around your body and help you replenish all your recovery and yeah i guess it's like the opposite of a sauna yeah um is it will will hoff Who's that guy? Is oh, yeah, the breathing guy. Breathing guy, like, masters, like, breathing in cold and cold, water. Cold, cold water and stuff, yeah. So, yeah, I guess the, the, the science of coldness is, is something that's sort of become quite prevalent recently. So I guess Yeah, and I think, like, a lot of people are looking for the next thing that will help them recover, you know, and, like, fast or, like, like for instance, you know, the floats and stuff like that is the same sort of scenario. People were like, oh, I need to recover. What's the quick way to do it? Well, I can jump in the salt tank or you can jump in the cryo tank or whatever, right? So... These things are becoming more and more part of people's lives, I think, as they push themselves harder through training and things like that. So, And part of that movement that you mentioned, I think, is people being more aware of things that they can do to sort of, or maybe just appreciating themselves a little bit more and be like, hey, what can I do to sort of maximise my potential or, you know, like yeah. look after myself a wee bit more and... It's taken me 30 years before I sort of realised that shit, I need to sort of... Yeah, well, we don't figure it out, right? Like, we smash ourselves in different ways or we get into little routines that we might last for four or five weeks. But no, I think now people are starting to realise, like, you've, it's got to be part of your lifestyle, you know? So they go, oh, I'm going to train and then on Tuesdays I'm going to do cryo and then I've got massage on Thursday or whatever, right? So people are starting to go, 
right, it's more than just smashing myself at the gym, which was short-lived scenarios anyway for six or eight weeks. I need to focus more on being more wholesome in my training and my recovery and things. So, mm, sure. Uh, and that's, I guess, part of the intentions of uh, of this podcast as well is to meet people of all different backgrounds um, that have had a, a range of experiences that have got some cool stories to tell that might be sort of might let you know about some cool things, might inspire you, might you know the potential here is, is sort of massive. So it's cool to cool to have this vessel and to and to get this sort of these conversations going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you know, you and I are just the pilot part but you know there'll be some there's some really cool people in this community that have done some really cool stuff and a lot of people don't know about them so you know how nice would it be to bring them in here and introduce them and they might have some info that i don't know about or you don't know about or you know so yeah it's gonna be really fun i think we're gonna have a good time might as well plug next week's guest linda cultrip yeah um the general the general what a what an influencer uh, Linda is uh, obviously runs the contender, manages the gym here. Uh, recently, you got ambassador status with Lululemon. Yeah, which is huge for her. Yeah, she's earned it though. She's you know she's my boss essentially now, and like you just don't get on the wrong side of Linda. Stay on the right side. I've learned that. Yeah. So did her uh, fiance recently. <laughs> That's a story for another time. Um, yeah, is, is he but, out of the dog box? Is he, <laughs> yeah, I think he, he might still be in the dog box. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, she's uh, quite rightfully earned the right to be an ambassador for Lululemon for the next two years, which is phenomenal. She runs the contender, which she does a phenomenal job of. And she just runs this whole gym, which is, has, you know, 15 staff she's got to look after and me. Yeah. And yeah, so... Even the um, even the weekly classes that she runs, the energy, the output, the the, the it's quite enjoyable as well. Just, and the, the punishment that she puts you through, yet you're still sort of smiling and enjoy at the end of it. So really looking forward to um, to going a little bit deeper with Linda next week. But uh, that's pretty that's that's it really. That's sort of the rough outlay, Braden. Really good to sort of hear a bit more about you and yeah. what gets you going. Yeah, no, that gets me going, mate. We're just uh, excited about this actually. So. Yeah. Cheers to you and uh, Industrial Fitness for for providing. Yeah, just make sure everyone listens to it. You might learn something, you know, depending on who's in here. <laughs>